Hello and welcome back to another episode on the Wealth in Christ show, a show where we empower Christians to become financially free without compromising their faith. I'm your host, Dami, and today we'll be taking a deep dive into the encounter between Jesus Christ and the rich young ruler. We can find the story of the rich young you can find the story of the rich young ruler in Jesus Christ encounter and conversation in the Gospel of Mark chapter 10 verses 17 to 27. I'm hoping through sharing this story and sharing this um, encounter that Christ had with this young ruler, it will not only encourage us in our faith, but also gives a better understanding of what Christ was trying to communicate to the young rich ruler. Mark 10 verses 17 to 27, it reads, And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit heaven? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one else is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Verse 22, Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them, Children, how difficult is it to enter the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were seemingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, With man is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of this word. So we just read the encounter, the conversation that Jesus Christ had with this young rich ruler. Um, and this is where many people, this is a story, this is where many people try to use as a reference to say that, you know, God is against, God dislike wealthy people or God is against people becoming wealthy. But this is actually the incorrect way to look at this passage. You know, what is really, what the conversation that Jesus Christ is having with this young rich ruler, it goes beyond his great possession. It's a heart issue. And I'll explain to you why it's a heart issue and has nothing to do with his great possession or his wealth. Starting off with verse 17. And as he was set on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him, him being Jesus, and asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life. So we can see from that first verse that this young rich ruler, which has no name, um, he, know, he felt like he's missing something. He felt like there's something he needed to do in order to inherit heaven. Was, you know, he felt like if he was supposed to die today, that he may not make it. And many of us may be in that same situation, that we're asking the same question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I say or what, what, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus' response to him was, And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. 
Honor your mother, honor your father and your mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. So this young rich ruler, he has kept all these rules that Jesus Christ, commandments that Jesus Christ asked him, you know, was telling him that he should keep in order to inherit eternal life. But still, he felt like there was something missing. There's something that he had to do to inherit eternal life. And many of us may be good, may have never committed adultery. We may never murder somebody. We may not have never still a bare false man, a defraud. But yet we still feel like there's something that's missing from us in order for us to inherit eternal life. And he goes on to say, Teacher, all this I kept from my youth. And Jesus looked at him, loved him, and she love him and told him you lack one thing go and sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me disheartened by the saying he went away sorrowful for he had great possession so now jesus after he admitted jesus that he has no issue with the previous commandment the commandments that jesus told him that he needs to follow jesus went to what he was holding very tight and for many of us in this day, what we are holding very tight is our wealth, is our possession. That's why Christ told him to go sell all that he had and come follow him. Because Christ knew in his heart, he had his possession, his wealth on a pedestal, you know, higher than God. He trusts more in his possessions and his wealth more than he trusts in God. And many of us may trust more in our, in our wealth, in our career, in our job, you know, to provide for us, to... Um, Provide for us more than we trust God. And God is asking us, you know, let, um, in this case, he was asking this young rich ruler to go and sell all that you have and give to the poor. And But God didn't just say that he should just go and sell these things and not get anything back. He said, you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. So the young rich ruler did not understand that what Christ was offering him was greater than the wealth that he has today. He did not, did not realize that the wealth that he has, you know, can he, he cannot take it with him to eternal life. The wealth that he has is only valuable here on earth. You know, the treasure that Christ is offering us today, the treasure that Christ is offering this young rich ruler is more valuable than anything the job can pay us or anything that we can profit in the business. You know, Christ was coming after his heart. And it's funny in verse 2, it says he was disheartened by the saying and he went away sorrowful because he had great possession. So the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life is have God as number one in your life. Let everything you do flow from God being number one in your life. Let everything you do honor God. Everything, every action, everything you say, honor God. You know, follow the commandments. You know, Christ told him, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. But in this case, the issue that this young, young rich ruler he was having an issue with was he hold money so tightly. He trusted money so much. Like he felt like he, he couldn't picture what life would be like for him if he didn't have this great possession. His money made him. And that's a mistake many of us do. We, we allow our money to make us. Not realizing that it's Christ who makes us. It's us finding identity in Christ that allows us to be successful. It's by God's grace that we're able to accumulate such wealth. We're able to have great job. We're able to have great career. It becomes an issue when our job becomes an idol. It becomes an issue when we put our job, our business, um, our career, on a pedestal 
above Christ, above God. That's what, that was the real issue that Christ was trying to bring to this young rich ruler that, you know, he didn't really trust God. Christ is asking his disciple how difficult it would be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. This was a rhetorical question because when you think of a wealthy person, a wealthy person trusts so much, in, in some cases, not all wealthy people, but a lot of wealthy people hold their whole money so tight. You know, the identity, who they are as a person is all around their wealth. It's all about, you know, what they can do for people, what they can, you know, how um, the different houses they can purchase, the different cars. You know, some of us, that, we, we may be in that same situation. We don't need to be a millionaire or a, a billionaire to have to check our heart. You know, is we need to check our heart now. We need to make sure our heart is in the right place, that we trust God more than the wealth. You know, um, because the wealth we have today can be gone tomorrow. And Christ is telling us if we follow him, he we will have treasure in heaven. Going back to verse 21. And the verse that many people like to use to, to say that God is against or is a sin to be wealthy um, is verse 25, which states, It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. So if you guys can do me a quick favor, if you guys can pause the video real quickly and go and search an eye of a needle and why would Christ was making that comparison for a rich man, a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Hey family, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. And if you are and you have yet to subscribe to us here on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. And also, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and you have yet to leave us a five-star review, please do so. Now back to the episode. If you look it up, you will see that the, this eye of a needle is a very small space. And when you think of a camel, a camel has a hunchback. And for a camel to crawl and enter the space, it will be, be very hard. It's a very difficult task. It will be a very difficult task. But it's possible. And that's why, you know, Jesus even said, with man is impossible, but with God, for all things are possible. So it's possible to be wealthy and safe. So Jesus Christ, you know, he reassured his disciples that even though it will be easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter, enter the kingdom of God, he reassured them by saying, for all things are possible for God. Meaning that it's possible for a person to be wealthy or financially free, in this case, and also be safe. You don't have to choose either one. You don't have to choose Christ or wealth. You can do so as long as your heart posture is right. As long as your God is the number one in your life. Not your finance, not your job, not your career, not your business. Not anything is taking that number one priority in your life. And I want to quickly um, read through a commentary that I got from the Christian Network which I feel like it gave a great understanding of how we should view this passage from the Bible. So they said, Mature Christians understand that you cannot do anything to earn eternal life. Salvation is by grace alone. It's a gift. There's nothing you can do to earn it. But being saved by grace is not a license to live any way we want. It requires that we live and follow God's commandment to live according to His way. The best definition of someone who accepts this way of life is a disciple. A disciple is a follower, in this case, a follower of Christ. 
A disciple declares that the life path is not of his choosing, but that of his master, Jesus. What he says ultimately the truth he embraced and the direction the disciple will take. At no point on the journey, the disciple goes off and do things of his choosing. Instead, his allegiance, his commitment, and his devotion are to the master. The question quoted earlier was asked of Jesus by the rich young ruler, a conversation Jesus had, which is found in three of the four Gospels in the New Testament, where the young rich ruler asked Jesus, what should he do to obtain an eternal life? And Jesus comes to obey the seventh, sixth, eighth, ninth, and fifth commandment. He responded by telling Jesus he has kept all this since childhood, which is doubtful. Jesus then tell him that there's one thing he must do. He has to sell everything and give to the poor and follow him. This, of course, addressed the 10th commandment of covetousness, greed, which revealed the real issue the ruler was dealing with. He thought he was doing the right thing on the outside, following all the commandments, yet his heart was wrapped up in his wealth, which he valued more than God. Wealth and riches can hinder a person from entering into everlasting life. But that's not the main point of this story. Some well-meaning Christians use this text to vilify riches as something to be avoided or to propagate the notion that Christians should give everything away. But that's not what Jesus, that's not what Jesus was saying here. The focus of the text is not about riches, it's about salvation. The young rich ruler asks, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? Having done everything he thought he could do to get eternal life, he still felt like he was falling short of obtaining it. The commandment that Jesus emphasized was all about how to treat other people, to which he responded, all these things I have kept from my youth. It's here when Jesus points to the real issue, the young man's self-reliant and his lack of devotion to God. One thing in his life keeping him from his steadfast love for God was his possession. So Jesus told him to give them up, and this makes a general commitment to follow him. He invited him to be disciple, to forsake his way and embrace God's way. Just as this commentary said, this is not about money. It's more of a salvation issue. It's about a heart issue. You know, Christ is calling all of us to evaluate our heart. And this is something that we all have to do on a daily basis. This is not a once in a month. It's an everyday basis. We have to reevaluate where our heart is. We have to reevaluate, you know, our allegiance. Who is our allegiance to? Is it to our job? Is it to our career? Is it to our business? Or is it to God? You know, and the things that we're holding so tight that we put more trust into than God, are we willing to let that go and follow God's plan for our life? Are we able to trust God that He would take care of us? That's the question I want to leave you guys with. Is a job and the job the career, the business, the money, if God was supposed to tell you to give it all away, if God was supposed to tell you to forget all these things and trust Him, can you trust Him? Do you believe God can take care of you? Do you believe that God has a great plan for you? As always, I hope this blessed you guys. I hope this encouraged you guys. I hope you guys stay blessed. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Stay blessed, guys. Peace out.